Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is DCE James. This is the Catechast, and we're taking a look at the Sixth Commandment. Always easy to remember which commandment that is, because the Sixth Commandment is the Sex Commandment. Yes. It's super easy to remember. Very so, easy. Yeah, so uh, how about we read it together? So the Sixth Commandment, what is that? You shall not commit adultery. And what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we lead a sexually pure and decent life in what we say and do, and husband and wife love and honor each other. All right, good stuff. And so as we've talked about before, each of the commandments is guarding something good, and God mm -hmm. puts a boundary around something that he values. And, so, and with that boundary, we see God's love and his grace, really his care and concern for us as his creation. So as we think about this commandment, how do we see God's love and grace to his people in this teaching? It helps us understand that God has a specific design for marriage, for relationships, for romance that works and has order and dignity and respect. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we definitely see the opposite of that everywhere today. And, mm -hmm. and here, um, God is really, you know, and this is dealing with really our passions, right? Right. It's dealing with, you know, our, our sexual instincts. And God affirms these things as good. I think that we should note that first because sometimes we might have this misunderstanding of the Christian church as God's always just saying no, you know? Yeah. And we need to recognize that when it comes to sex, the first thing that God actually says is, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. he created us male and female and uh, sexuality is a good thing. It's a, it's a God thing. It's our bodies are nothing to be ashamed of. So we can give thanks to God for this. Yeah. Uh, but because it's such a good thing, you know, the more precious and valuable something is, the more rules you have about it mm -hmm. or the more boundaries you have around it. Yeah. So God has a design and it's a really good design. And I think it's hard for us to totally grasp because we think this is the big one. You know, this is the big one that it's hard for teens and hard for, for adults, but it's like all the other ones, that God has a design and a purpose and boundaries for who our authority is, right? for what life is, for what possessions are, yeah. the same way he has that for sex and marriage. Exactly. And so how does God want us to live in light of this knowledge? Well, that we live with respect for our bodies and for the bodies of others, mm -hmm. that we basically hold sex and marriage as something that's holy, that's set apart, mm -hmm. and see it as a gift from God. Yeah, that word holy is important, and mm -hmm. meaning set apart for a specific purpose. Yeah. And so not something to be ashamed about, not something that's you know, taboo, but it's something that is, is set aside for a specific purpose. And you know, just kind of a, a little tangent here, a lot of times, you know, so I'm a, a parent of a seventh grader, and so I'm beginning to talk to my kids about sexuality. Mm. And, you know, the question's always like, okay, well, when do you have that talk? And, yeah. you know, I honestly don't think it needs to be like a talk. I think it's honestly something that we just talk about periodically. Yeah. Like, for example, if you're reading the Bible in your family or you're coming to church, you're going to hear this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we try to shield ourselves from our kids hearing this. And obviously there's age appropriate things to talk about. 
but I think that we can talk about the goodness of male and female and marriage and all that stuff yeah. at age-appropriate levels, especially as we're coming to church and learning the scriptures and learning the faith and as we're seeing healthy relationships. Because, um, man, the truth is that if we don't talk to our kids about this early, the world's going to. Yeah. Middle school's going to. <laughs> and even even with, with my daughters, who are much younger than, than your children, there's age-appropriate ways of it, talking about your body and ta- talking about mm-hmm. what's appropriate and talking about how you, you live your life in your body. Yeah, having respect uh, for our bodies and the bodies of others. And, and Christians especially have a concern with the body because we believe that our Lord Jesus was born and came to us in a body, mm-hmm. that he died in a body, that he was raised from the dead in a body and that he will raise our bodies from the dead. And in yeah. fact, our bodies are his temple, the mm-hmm. temple of the Holy Spirit. And so that's why Christians are actually pretty concerned with what we do with our bodies. You know, yeah. We want to respect and care for our bodies, uh, especially in this area of sexuality. Now, of course, we know the scriptural teaching. We learn about that in the Bible, in the catechism. In fact, I would encourage parents to have a copy of the catechism or at least take your child's copy Mm-hmm. and read through the questions, answers, and scriptures in the catechism. And if you want a specific page number for that uh, in the catechism, uh, that is going to be, just going to find it here, uh, page 93 and following. And for you just to be familiar with those uh, questions, answers, and scriptures in the catechism would be really good. Yeah, yeah they uh, go into a lot of detail, much more than what I read of what it looks like today. Yeah, our catechism actually went through some revisions, uh, some updates within mm-hmm. the last couple of years, and they do a really good job of talking about some of these issues too. So, so but what are some challenges in understanding or believing this teaching? I'd say you, you probably encountered it a lot more with, with your teenager of there's just constantly temptations mm-hmm. around, whether it's the, the TV or social media, or even books, there's this temptation of, of sex and lust around. Mm-hmm. And you just have to deal with it, and you have to understand that difference of what Christianity looks at it yeah. and what the world looks at it. There are so many lies and temptations out there, and I think the mm-hmm. big temptation in the world is sex detached from a story. Yeah, It's just you know sex, immediate gratification, but the Christian faith always looks at sexuality within a bigger story, mm-hmm. within a bigger relationship, and that story is marriage. It's yeah. uh, a life together, male and female. Um, and I just want to do a little shout-out here for our other podcast, Every Moment His. You can find that on, I think, just about anywhere where you find yeah. podcasts. We have done a string of episodes on all these topics, so living together before marriage, you know, sexuality in, in general, homosexuality, transgenderism, all Mm -hmm. these different topics we've talked about in detail. And for you as a parent, it it would be good maybe to give those a listen. Yeah. We're also going to be offering our parenting class this fall, Talking Tough Topics with Teens. And that is going to address some of these issues of sexuality too. So feel free to join us Wednesdays, 6 to 7. Much more in-depth than what we can get in this podcast. Yeah, we're going quick. We're going quick. So, (laughs) So how does this teaching go against what we see in the world? The world really says, I can do with my body what I want. Whatever gives me pleasure 
mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So that kind of sets a part of, well, that means everybody else is an object and my body is just, like you said, detached from my mind. Like mm-hmm. it's just a tool that I use. Yeah. And, and really this kind of consumer relationship with people. Yeah. You know, where we just, um, and, and this lack of commitment. And, and even if there is a commitment with sexuality, it's a very like no strings attached commitment where, right. you know, people are maybe living together for a bit or mm-hmm. th- they're in this kind of relationship of consensual, you know, sex, but then maybe they'll break up and, and, and that's just not God's plan. So how do we talk to our teenagers about this? What are some good conversation yeah. starters? I'd say have them talk about what they see on social media. Mm-hmm. and what they see on on TV and in music videos or whatever it may be what are what are those things they see and what messages those things are are displaying mm-hmm. is is huge i think another good thing to talk about is to talk about marriage and god's purpose for marriage mm-hmm. and helping kids understand like like what is the purpose of marriage just ask them yeah. because they may not have ever thought about that they may think the purpose of marriage is just find your soulmate and be happy and yeah. helping them to understand that there's actually a bigger picture, which is like, you know, Paul in Ephesians chapter five says that marriage, that relationship reflects the relationship between Jesus and his church. Right. You know, and, and even getting them to think about what would you look for in a, in a spouse? Yeah. And helping them to think about a spouse in terms of top priorities and maybe gently helping them to find their top priority be that my spouse is a Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could also talk a little bit about sexual identity because those are all kinds of things that people are talking about these days. And and I see a lot of times that our young people are really in, in their quest for, you know, as a teenager, you're kind of finding yourself and defining yourself. Yeah. Like a lot of times kids will latch on to this is my identity, my expression. And we want to really invite kids into a deeper identity, which is to be in Christ. Yeah. That there's actually something more important about me than my own gender or sexuality. And that's that I belong to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And there can be lots of confusion, lots of doubt and searching and knowing that no matter what else is going in in your mind, that identity in Christ is solid. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your purpose and meaning. A f- kind of a final question that I would invite parents to ask themselves and then to ask their kids is if God had a rule book for sex, what would it be? Yeah. If God is the creator of humans, of our bodies, of our relationships, if he were to give us some guidelines for the use of our bodies and the experience of sexuality, what might those boundaries be and why? And that can be a helpful way of just getting our kids to think about, like, I guess we do need to have boundaries around this. Mm-hmm. And what might those boundaries do? And why would what might those boundaries be? And why might God give them to us? Yeah. So hit us with some scripture, James. What's a, just a good verse? All right, uh, Colossians 3.5 really just hits it home. It says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. There you go. Pretty simple. Yeah. 
And, and Paul actually says something to that effect uh, multiple times in the <laughs> New Testament, yeah, because right. the culture that Paul the Apostle lived in and wrote uh, in was, was one that was very steeped in, it's my body, I can do whatever I want. That yeah. was kind of the, the day that he lived in, in yeah. the Roman Greek society, and, and that's, that's what we're living in these days, too. Just kind of some final thoughts about some things we can talk about. I, I think it'd be really good to help our kids to know early that living together before marriage is not a, a viable option for them as Christians. Mm-hmm. And I say that because a lot of times I'll, I'll see that young people will get into these situations where they meet their special somebody and then they just move in together and then maybe they'll eventually get married. And and the stats on that are not great in terms of the health of your relationship in the future. Yeah. And so I would just encourage parents to to just really kind of instruct and teach their kids from a young age that there's this expectation in our family, right, that, that mm-hmm. when you get older and you get married, that you're going to wait to move in together. Yeah. Um, and, and even if, if parents have not obeyed God's commandment uh, and they have lived together before marriage, that doesn't mean that you, you can't talk to your kids about it. Right. We can, we can look back at our lives and say, here's a way I broke God's commandment, and I'm sorry I broke it. I want better for you. Mm-hmm. Any prayers that you think parents would have for teenagers on this topic? Oh, there's a lot we could pray about. I think that to pray for our kids' hearts, that they would find their identity in Christ alone yeah. and not in their sexuality, not in their even their own gender, not in a relationship with somebody because in high school in particular, that can be a big source of your identity right. and heartbreak, right? Yeah. Finding that identity in Christ above all else because he's the only one that's stable and that doesn't dump us, right? And mm-hmm. that <laughs> doesn't hurt us and yeah. gives us rest. And and I think another one would just to be to, to pray for your child's future husband or wife or for their future singleness. Yeah. Because the truth is that maybe God has called your son or daughter to a period or a life of singleness, God-honoring singleness. Yeah. We forget that. We always think that marriage is like the where things are going, but... The last level. Yeah, but like many in the church, in the scriptures, and in the history of the church have been called to God-honoring singleness. Mm-hmm. And it's in from the perspective of the scriptures, it's not like a step below marriage. In fact, yeah. in some ways, Paul says, you can actually serve God in a, in a different way if you're single, yeah. but also marriage is a way of serving God. And, and so praying for our kids that whether God gives them the gift of God honoring singleness or God honoring marriage, that the Holy Spirit would lead, guide, and provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the sixth commandment. We did it. <laughs> we talked about it. And you can talk about it with your kids too. Yeah. And we'll see you next time for the seventh. Mm-hmm.